0: You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas with your host, Marissa Desitel.
1: Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Environmentally Speaking.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Desitel. I do the environmental law thing here in Rhode Island. And I just like to be the other body.
1: Somebody for you to talk to. You have a name? I do. It's Clarice. Good morning, everyone. We are so excited to talk about renewables this week.
0: We are. And the genesis of this particular topic came from our social media people telling us that the episode we put together for solar energy was the most popular episode that we've done. So it is a hot topic in Rhode Island, um but I think folks are interested because they're hearing about it in the in news headlines um and it's a it's a topic that people are are talking about generally but there's not a lot of information available about how, why, and what. So I thought it would be a good idea to provide Some background on the history of energy on the planet, and then talk about some of the more popular renewable energy sources and projects.
1: Yeah, I love this. I love the idea of talking about the renewable energies because I feel like it's something that is more relatable, at least for myself, and I'm hoping for all of you listeners. I mean, sure, when we talk about wetlands or, um, Sort of water rights and things like that. It's interesting, but it may not directly affect you. So this is kind of a way to be a little bit more personal on it.
0: Yeah. And it's it's a, it's a statewide issue for sure, but it's also a national issue. Um, we've got a couple of episodes behind us that dealt with strain on the grid and rolling blackouts. And those are the, the, some of the more drastic Impacts that we can see currently from uh, a lack of um, enough of a portfolio in in
1: our energy sources. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Okay, how? Where do you want to start? Let's get into it. Would you say that you're electrified? Oh, see what I did. That's <laughs> that's a bad joke. <laughs> that is a bad joke. <laughs> oh, I, I like tons it. Tons of them.
0: All <laughs> right, so I figured. It'd be kind of neat to talk about um, how and, and why energy is such a it's such a huge issue on the planet right now. And I think bottom line is, as you can imagine, the energy sources that we have been reliant upon are finite. What am I talking about? Um, in developed countries, there is a demand for more energy, because folks are not relying on the hunter-gatherer policy anymore, where with agrarian economies, the people's basic needs for, for food is provided through simple forms of agriculture. So hunting-gathering, um, you you're not moving around as much your your food intake you you follow the food source that kind of thing but now 2022 here in Rhode Island people are not hunting and gathering (laughs) as a main source of um of calories for the most part so that means we're traveling to grocery stores to get our food we're ordering food online we're going to restaurants more energy more power is needed to keep those practices going that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. I I always think about it as sure in a way the work for us to get food is reduced drastically but the amount of energy expended is almost double. If you yeah. think back to even early farming, your food was on your land. Yep, and you were walking to it or or maybe taking a horse wagon situation to get to that part of your land. Yep. You're not expending any energy outside of the human and maybe animal energy. I'm not doing any work for the salad, but I am getting in my car burning gasoline to go to the grocery store, which needs refrigerators to keep the the salad cold and lights to keep it running. Way more energy involved. Yeah, agreed. Especially when you consider,
0: I don't want to say how lazy (laughs) we've become, because I don't know that that's the case, but um We are definitely creatures of following the path of least resistance. I know some folks that drive to their mailbox to get their mail. They they won't walk to the mailbox. So it's that kind of culture that we're in that demands more energy. And historically speaking, with each phase of economic development in a country, the energy transitions from a uh, you know minor source of energy to moderate source to major source. So we're in the we're in the major fuel source uh period right now in this country. And I'm talking about fossil fuels. So coal, oil, and natural gas. That's really what we've been reliant upon for the past um, since the the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, the 20th century. But now we're seeing, um, we're seeing a massive transition to renewable energy sources. And our office's experience is with solar, the major solar developments, um, offshore wind. Those are very, very, very hot topics right now. And by offshore, I mean both. Right off the coast of Rhode Island in state waters and also in federal waters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's been a huge shift. And I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but I feel like we're now finally at a point where we're experimenting with all of these alternative energy sources more in earnest than we have in the past. I think, bef- I, I think specifically of the, Fifties and sixties, and those like sci fi cartoons about what the future will be like, <laughs> yeah, and those sort of cheesy things, but now we're at a point where we're like, no, actually we can figure out how to use solar energy in a useful way in our home, and it's it's now giving these alternatives a real go versus just that jetson style cartoon,
0: yes, and there there is some debate about whether these sources of renewable energy are cost effective because of the amount of infrastructure they require especially with offshore wind projects in federal waters you're not only you're not only building a 400 foot tall turbine that has a footprint that's jammed into the seafloor but you're also now running cable from the project area the wind project area through federal water through state water eventually making landfall and connecting to the grid. So there is a a high cost associated with getting these projects going. And the other source of um, energy that I am very fond of for some reason, probably because there's a lot of drama associated with it, (laughs) is nuclear.
1: Nuclear power.
0: Um, It was a hot ticket item, I think, in the 60s, 50s and 60s, and then... Hopefully, folks are familiar with Chernobyl and um, uh, what's the other? What was the other plant in Japan?
1: Oh, wow. I will. I will look it up. I I can see the word, but I'm afraid I'm going to mispronounce it.
0: <laughs> not the not the recent one. Anyway, let's go with Chernobyl. The reason that I'm so interested in nuclear energy is because. In theory, when you read scientific papers about uh, nuclear energy and, and why it's such a great source of power, it sounds fantastic. You're like, whoa! There's no emissions. Yep not not Fukushima. It was ah, another one. Thank you okay. though. Um, it sounds great. There's no emissions. It's it's a, a ongoing source of power. You know, it's 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 massive the amount of energy that nuclear uh nuclear power plant can generate the interesting part to me is the human error so you've got this giant infrastructure that emits radiation and we're messing it up <laughs> i mean i'm laughing it's not funny it's funny to me because i'm fascinated by humanity but um How how is it that we can, scientists can come up with a a way to wrangle this type of power, but we can't get the people working in these plants that are not negligent? And then then there's been a a historical political cover-up when there's a meltdown. The, The country that is experiencing literally the meltdown tries to keep it under wraps. Because they don't want the, the global theater to know. It's almost like an ego type of thing. Mm-hmm. So nuclear power, uh, love canal was the one in, in the US most recently that it, it's such a disaster that public opinion is shut it down. No more. We're not going to radiate our kids. We're not going to, um, cause harm to existing populations. And there's been no, real push to try to bring that back online because it they're such a, dis, such a disaster. And again, I don't mean to laugh, but, um, I'm, I'm fascinated by that entire dynamic and the drama that goes along with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think when thinking of nuclear, it's the perfect example in my mind of high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. If it's working well, it's working really well. It's got a lot of great benefits. It's really for lack of a better word, it's really powerful. When it's not working well, it's not like we're having a bad day. We have ruined the month. Oh yeah. In a month, years, decades. Yeah. That radiation doesn't go away. Yeah. It's just it is. It's a such a high risk. And I'm I'm wondering in the future if I'm hoping that the negative impact Of when it fails doesn't dissuade people from researching and looking into ways to make it more efficient. I'm wondering if maybe having more aspects automated or learning from these mistakes, like what pieces exactly failed, what are things we can do to put in extra safeguards? Um, Essentially, I'm just hoping that people aren't necessarily so scared away that we don't keep researching into it.
0: Well, Love Canal happened in
1: the 70s. So, People yeah. can remember it. Oh, yeah. I think hope is the strong word out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: uh, offshore wind is is moving forward. So uh, that's going to be the next um, wave of renewable energy that we see in this mm-hmm. area.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm i sensing from you, do you think there's going to be any slowdown? Do you think there's any shift? Or do you think we're just going to keep sort of increasing Moving forward with the offshore wind. Yeah, we're gonna keep moving forward with
0: that. The the political machine behind it is in motion.
1: Good luck stopping that. Oh, and I, we've already talked about it in another episode. So many, so many pros and cons to that. Yes, it's not all bad, but. But it bottom is,
0: bottom line is, we are seeing a very big transition from fossil fuel dependence to renewable energy. It's its happening too fast, it should have happened years ago. I won't get on my soapbox about that, but it—it um, it is happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening.
1: And I think we've talked about it too on the podcast, um, this push too with electric cars and um, there's been more incentives and there's been more laws promoting mm. and, and sort of pushing that as well. So right. the shift is definitely happening. I guess for better or worse. Yep. Look at that. Renewable energy. We've made it a bummer. (laughs) My work
0: here is done.
1: (laughs) Uh, So if you guys have any thoughts about renewable energy, if there's one specific type of energy you want us to talk about more, I know we talked a little bit about nuclear energy. We've talked about wind, solar. Um, What else? What else do you want us to chat about? What do you want to see an episode about? Um, I do want to give a shout out. We did have a listener write in. Um, John, I'm not going to say your last name because you didn't tell me that that was okay. He wrote in talking about our episode for the Woodstock cleanup project, the ZAP project. He said he actually participated in Project ZAP back in 1972 as a Boy Scout. Um, so he thought it was, he gave us a little shout out for talking about it again. So thanks, John. I love that. Hey, John. So again, comments, topics, things you want to hear us rant about, things you want to hear me to try to say positively and Marissa say negatively, <laughs> hit us up on the social medias. We are Desetel Law. You can also reach out to us at help at Desetel, And next week, we are going to be featuring a follow-up episode. We are very excited. We have an expert on ballast water.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, who would have thought that ballast water would garner such subject matter expertise interest?
1: I had no idea. I'm
0: I'm, I'm down. Yeah,
1: this no is going to be more. great. So we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0000. Two, three, or visit our website at www.desatelllaw.com. That's wwwd